That would be desperation. <laughs> <laughs> Clip that, Tommy, again. The 21st of August, James O'Donnell, who goes after a second GA legend. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. Rugby Daily on Off The Ball with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered to your door. Deliveroo. Food. We get it. Welcome to Wednesday's Rugby Daily. My name is Richie McCormack. On the way, Owen Farrell and Billy Vonapola learn of their fates following a day of hearings. Ireland sweat on the fitness of Dan Sheehan. And Australia are to follow the Irish model to arrest a slump in the sport down under. Rugby Daily is brought to you in partnership with Deliveroo. Get top local restaurants delivered to your door. Deliveroo. Food. We get it. First up today, Owen Farrell and Billy Vonapola have discovered their disciplinary fates following a lengthy day of hearings yesterday. Farrell has received a four-match ban after World Rugby successfully appealed the downgrading of his red card from England's recent Wales game, while Vonapola is definitely out of one of England's pool matches at the Rugby World Cup. We'll start with Farrell, of whose suspension we learned at 8.30 last night, 13 hours after his hearing had begun. The appeal committee found the original decision to downgrade his red to a yellow as manifestly wrong. They handed him a four-game suspension, two of which will be served in the World Cup pool stage. That judgment read as follows. The appeal committee met on Tuesday and unanimously determined that in the original hearing, the disciplinary committee should have considered the attempt of the player to wrap his opponent in the tackle. This point did not feature in the original decision. The failure to attempt a wrap was judged to be an important element of the foul play review officer's report and had led to an upgrading of the referee's yellow card to a red card during the match. As this element did not feature in the original decision, the appeal committee decided it was in the interests of justice to hear the case afresh on that key point alone, which included hearing from the player. Following review by the appeal committee of this element, it was determined that the FPRO was correct in his decision leading to the red card. The appeal committee subsequently determined that the tackle was always illegal, When applying the terms of World Rugby's head contact process, no mitigation can be applied to a tackle that is always illegal. The appeal committee therefore considered that the disciplinary committee's decision to downgrade the red card to a yellow card had been manifestly wrong, which led to the disciplinary committee's decision being overturned, the appeal brought by World Rugby being allowed and the red card upheld. In considering the sanction, the committee applied World Rugby's mandatory minimum mid-range entry point for foul play, resulting in contact with the head, which is six matches, taking all considerations into account, including the player's acceptance of foul play, clear demonstration of remorse and his good character, the committee agreed a four-match suspension. The appeal committee accepted submissions on behalf of the player that the Ireland versus England match last weekend, for which the player was voluntarily stood down, would be included as part of the sanction. Therefore, the suspension applies to the following matches. Last weekend's game with Ireland, this weekend's date with Fiji at Twickenham, and crucially, England's World Cup Pool D games with Argentina and Japan. Just over 12 hours later, we found out that Billy Vonapolo will definitely miss one of those World Cup Pool games. The England number 8 has been given a three-match ban for his red card challenge on Andrew Porter. Vonapolo was sent to the TMO bunker on Saturday where a yellow was swiftly upgraded to a red. During yesterday's hearing, Vonapolo admitted to an act of foul play worthy of a red card. The three-man committee of Roddy Dunlop KC from Scotland, former Scotland international Frank Haddon and Jamie Corsi, ex of Wales, deemed his a six-week offence. They trimmed it to three based on his exemplary previous record, they say, immediate apology and remorse and noted the absence of any aggravating factors. Vonapolo, so, is also ruled out of Saturday's warm-up with Fiji and England's 
Pool D opener with Argentina in Marseille. However, he will be free to face Japan if he completes our old friend tackling school. Now to Ireland, who continue to sweat over the fitness of Dan Sheehan. The hooker remained in Ireland while the rest of the squad jetted to the Basque country to see a specialist about his foot problem. Sheehan is said to have lost power in his foot against England, similar to the issue sustained by Jack Conan against Italy. Conan, too, is continuing to rehab in Dublin, as is Dave Kilcoyne, who missed Saturday's game as well with a knock. Dearman Barron has joined the Ireland squad in Bayonne ahead of the warm-up fixture with Samoa. It's reported that Sheehan could miss Ireland's entire pool game if indeed he is out for six to eight weeks. Attack coach Mike Catt was asked yesterday if they can risk bringing the hooker, knowing he mightn't feature until the knockout stage. Yeah, I think what you get from, from Dan, he's one of the best hookers in the world currently, um, so he's going to be missed in, in, in whatever team he plays in. But um, again, you know, we've got full full faith in, in, in Rob Herring and, and Ronan Kelleher and Tom Stewart, obviously, that's, uh, that's showing his face at the moment. So um, it gives these guys an opportunity to have a pop this weekend and uh, again depending on the diagnosis we'll see how we go on the on the back end of it but yeah you know he's a, he's a world-class rugby player he's been fun, fundamental in terms of or instrumental in terms of how we play our game um, so you know he'd be a big loss to anybody. It was confirmed this afternoon that Andy Farrell will name his World Cup squad on Monday at 1.30pm. Leinster's Jimmy O'Brien is hoping his versatility among the backs can secure his name among the final 33. He spoke today to our Ashling O'Reilly. What would it mean to you to make that World Cup squad? Uh, yeah, like it's a, I think it's a dream of pretty much anyone growing up playing rugby in Ireland. Um, I know from younger I've watched World Cups and everything like that and to be honest, a good few years ago when I thought I'd be anywhere close to like this close to making it so yeah it'd be a big dream man you feel that you've surprised yourself a little bit uh yeah probably a small bit in the last couple of years um just kind of obviously get my debut last year and stuff like that and then kind of just stay, sticking in around the squad and stuff so so yeah small bit i'd say and what is the atmosphere and the mood like at the minute obviously with the squad announcement looming to be honest, it's not really talked about. Our lads aren't talking about all oh, it's getting picked or whatever, whenever it is. But uh, everyone's kind of focused on the game this week. Um, whoever gets picked, I'm sure the lads who are getting picked will play well. And then like the lads preparing them are going to prepare them the best they can to play against them all. So it's not really a kind of talking point at the moment. Meanwhile, the referees for Ireland's pool games at the World Cup have been confirmed. Georgia's Nika Amash Kueli will be in charge of the opening fixture against Romania. Wayne Barnes will oversee the meeting with Tonga in Nantes. The South Africa game will be refereed by Ben O'Keefe and Aussie Nick Berry will be on the whistle for Ireland's game with Scotland. Rugby Australia say they're to make an historic strategic reset in the game down under. They're to follow the Irish model of centralising their national high-performance systems and employees. Super rugby clubs will still be responsible for local talent development and pathways as well as the operational delivery of Super Rugby Pacific and the Super Women's programmes aligned with the National High Performance Plan there. From 2025, 35 to 40 players will be fully contracted to Rugby Australia. In a statement, Rugby Australia CEO Phil Wall said, Together we need to change our collective approach to ensure that rugby in Australia can prosper on and off the field from the heartbeat of our game at the grassroots right through to our Wallabies, Wallaroos and Sevens teams. We firmly believe, said Wall, that strategic structural change is required if we are to deliver success for the game in the future, particularly with the pipeline of major rugby events happening in our backyard through to 2032. 
The statement is said to be unconnected to the current discontent engulfing the Wallabies women's setup. The Wallaroos shared a group letter at the weekend which highlighted a lack of equality in the resources available to the women compared to the men's national team. This week saw Rugby Australia appoint three-time Olympic rower and Olympic silver medalist Jamie Fernandez as new women's high-performance manager. Meanwhile, men's head coach Eddie Jones has been asked about his mate Steve Hansen's involvement in their World Cup preparations this week. Yeah, we've been through the rugby championship, um, done our Australian responsibilities, and now it's a reset. So we've brought in uh, Steve to have a look at what we're doing. Um, And it's purely like that, like a mate coming in, having a beer. uh, What do you think? uh, Where can we improve? And we've also got Doug Lemoff, who we've used uh, previously to help with the coaches uh, improve their coaching. So it's a, it's a really a, uh, important professional development time for us to just get a little bit better before we go into the World Cup. Yeah, well, they, they like good people coming in the camp. You know, they want to get better. Um, and they can see the value of Steve. You know, you just look at his test record. I think he coached 200 tests. Um, I don't know, for, for the All Blacks, he won 80, 80 plus percent, I think 87 percent. So they, they like good people coming in the camp and he's a good person. Um, so the attitude's been really positive, mate. That move by Hansen hasn't gone down well with everyone, namely his 2015 World Cup winning hooker, Dane Coles. What do you, um, what do you make of your former coach linking up with the Wallabies? Who's that? Steve Hansen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, yeah. yeah. Well, like a, is, like in camp, kind of set up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, has, he has to turn up to the game. A few days. He might yeah. not be paid. What are your thoughts? Yeah, what are you up to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hurts a little bit, to be fair. Um, oh, yeah, I'm at Goldsmith. I know he's quite tight with Feely. I think they're pretty good mates, but he was a, he's a bit of an icon in the All Black setup. And <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah, oh, I'm at yeah, but speechless, but. Oh, a bit disappointing about that, we can't do much about that. It's, um, does it sting a little, given what yeah, he's brought to the All Black Yeah, it, Yeah, it does kind of bit, like, yeah, I love. He's a great man. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm actually goldsmith. I don't know, I thought you guys were having a bit of a laugh, but, uh, oh, mate, yeah. He's not, obviously, in the environment at the moment, so we just have to kind of leave it, and um, I suppose he can help out Eddie. Hopefully he doesn't tell Eddie all our secrets, but I think he'll be respectful, you know, that's the main thing. If he's respectful, and um, which I think he will get to the All Blacks, I think um, there'll be no problems. Yeah, that's just me trying to process what you've just said. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. We'll leave, no. <laughs> Would you go work for Eddie Jones? <laughs> I'm actually looking for a job. <laughs> Eddie Jones was pushed on the specifics regarding Hansen's involvement this week. Yeah, well, there's two main areas, mate. Training quality, uh, which is our way of improving, and the leadership of the team. So, yeah, Steve's, Steve ha- Steve's having a look at both of those areas. Um, and, look, every, every time he speaks, there's some wisdom in what he says. Yeah. Um, so, when he says something, we're listening to it. And, and how we can... How we can improve what we're doing. Um, uh, we're looking to see if we can use his advice to do that, mate. Finally, Ben Healy will get another chance to impress Scotland head coach Gregor Townsend this weekend. The former Munster and Ireland head half has been named on the bench for the Scots' final warm-up fixture with Georgia at Murrayfield. Finn Russell keeps his place at head half. 
Healy hasn't played for Scotland since his Man of the Match performance against Italy nearly a month ago. Townsend has made six changes from the defeat to France in Saint-Étienne, with Ollie Smith in for Blair Kinghorn at full-back. Darcy Graham is back on the wing for Kyle Stain. At scrum half, Ben White replaces Ali Price, and in the front row, Jamie Batty and Dave Cherry are introduced, with Sam Skinner starting in the second row, ahead of Richie Gray. That's it for today's Rugby Daily. Don't forget to subscribe to the OTB Rugby feed to continue getting this podcast first and indeed free. My name is Richie McCormick. I'll have more Rugby Daily for you with thanks to Deliveroo on Friday. Till then, thanks for listening.